and welcome to In It Together with Ella Glows. This is a podcast all about self-love, mental health and just life at 20. I'm kind of just sharing all of the things that I think about on a daily basis in the hopes of making you feel a little bit less alone. I really hope you enjoy this episode. Lots of love. Hi guys and welcome back. So this episode I'm going to be talking about all your dilemmas, things like about friendships, body image and all of that stuff. I put a little question box on my story and I got lots and lots of responses. I'm going to try my best to get through as many as I can Um, but if I miss yours I'm really really sorry. Maybe I can do like a part two and we can get through all of them but also I do just want to preface this with a little disclaimer I am not a professional no training whatsoever I am literally just a 20 year old gal 21 year old 21 year old oh my gosh who has no idea what she's doing with her life and I'm just going to discuss your dilemmas and say what I would say to a friend but please take it with a pinch of salt and also my number one advice to you is you are the expert of your own life if you feel like you disagree with me, do what you think because you're probably right because you know your life way better than me, you know yourself way better than me and chances are you probably could give yourself better advice than I could give you. Anyways, before we get into that fun stuff, I'll do a little weekly roundup. So I literally have not been up to very much. I handed in my dissertation, which is very exciting um it, was, it wasn't actually a stressful few days it was just stressful submitting because I was like so panicked um that I was gonna do something wrong and I was like this is so much pressure on an essay and ugh, yeah it makes me feel a bit sick thinking about it I have read through it so many times even though I've submitted it and I can't change it I just keep reading it yeah I don't think it's very helpful but yeah I've just been doing that and then I got a bit bored because everyone else's deadlines were a lot later than mine so I was just like okay what do I do now everyone's in the library working and I'm sat here with nothing to do so (laughs) I've just been spending a lot of time on my own which you know I don't know if it's a good thing but I have been doing I've been working at the juice jar doing my thing making acai bowls what else have I been up to literally not much I went home actually which was really lovely went home for the weekend saw my mum and dad saw Bonnie oh my god she cried she cried when she saw me Bonnie is my dog by the way if no one knows (laughs) hopefully you do know hopefully the real OGs will know who Bonnie is but um yeah she cried when she saw me and I was like that means she loves me I oh I've been driving to Clevedon which is like this beach near Bristol and it's been so nice I went with two friends the other day they went swimming I was like there's no way I'm getting in that cold water I did sit on the side with some wine and it was lovely let's get back into the main part of the episode and talk about all your dilemmas okay talking to your friends about your mental health especially if they don't understand I think it's a hard one to approach because but then I think like there's some friends that I just wouldn't discuss that with which probably sounds weird because I literally talk about it all the time on my social media but I actually don't talk about it all the time to some friends or I don't actually mention it um like it's just not something that comes up and I think that's okay I think a lot of the time we want our friends to be able to like meet all these different needs and be able to like talk about that with 
which I think is so fair enough, but also not every friendship needs to have that, if that makes sense. I think it's hard when they don't understand. It is, it can just make you feel really invalidated, I think. But I think keep trying and hopefully they want to try and understand and if they're not, then maybe they just aren't the right people to be discussing it with. Maybe you need to like find some new people to talk about your mental health with or family or other people. I'm scared I'll never find a friendship group. I have had this fear so much. Like my whole life I've had this fear. Even coming to uni, I was like, how has everyone got friendship groups? Like I don't have a friendship group. Um, but you know what? Like I am perfectly happy without friendship group. I think they're overrated. I think a lot of the time those groups those the people in those groups aren't actually all really close like a lot of the time you'll find there'll be a few people that kind of join the group together but actually a lot of them don't really like each other and they bitch about each other all the time that's just from like past experience of like listening to other people's you know friendship group dramas and stuff and I just think it's a bit overrated like I would way prefer and this is exactly what I have it's just like loads of individual friends like obviously my flatmates I guess we're all friends but we also all have our own separate friends if that makes sense I don't know I just way prefer it because then you're going to be friends with them because you connect with them you get along with them but I do know what you mean like a friendship group is appealing because it's like oh we can go and do this together we can go we can all go for brunch or we can all go to this concert it is like it is appealing it's easy it's like I always have people to go and do things with but I do think there's a lot of negatives that come with it. I don't think it's like all sunshines and rainbows, if you know what I mean. Um, okay. I feel like I remove myself and push people away whenever I think they dislike me, which is a lot of the time. But I just end up feeling lonely and don't know what to do. I can, oh my God, so relate to this. I do that as soon as I have an inkling like a little feeling that I think someone doesn't like me I do the exact same I will distance myself and just think oh I you know I don't want to embarrass myself or annoy them and but I think someone said to me a while ago they were like you just need to take things at face value I think if if they are wanting to hang out with you and you enjoy your time with them and they text you back and you do things with them and I don't know they invite you to things and you invite them to things take it at face value take it as they like you they wouldn't want to hang out with you if they didn't like you just try and take it at face value I think it's so easy to just like sit there and overthink every friendship and every little slight change of tone in text and stuff like that I do that all the time but I'm really trying to like remind myself to just take things at face value like if they had a problem they would say it to your face that's what you've got to like trust in hopefully that helps a little bit wanting to recover mentally but not physically from my eating disorder if you're not okay with physical restoration and like gaining weight then you haven't recovered mentally so it is like so intertwined it's not so separate I think when you're starting recovery you do think that it's quite separate but it really isn't um choosing to recover can feel like oh I'm recovered but it literally isn't it's like the beginning there's so much to come there's so many obstacles the mental like challenge of accepting your new body and your new healthy look 
um, is a mental challenge and a mental part of recovery. So it is so intertwined and they do just come hand in hand. And I hope this doesn't come across too like blunt and harsh, but it's just something you have to accept. And I know that's so hard and it feels impossible. And it's, you know, it goes against everything that your eating sort of wants and everything that you've strived to have for years and years or months or weeks or whatever you know, to live a free life, you need to let go of, you know, controlling your weight and controlling your body so much. But yeah, it is something that you just have to come to accept and you will. I promise you it gets easier. It really does. But yeah, I'm sending you lots of love and you've got this. Struggling with saying no to people, especially at work. Oh my god, I have this as well. I especially if someone's like oh do you want like I got asked the other day they were like do you want to work tomorrow and I was just like uh I worry that I just come across selfish um but you do just have to like put boundaries in place like if you don't have the mental energy even if you have the time like I had the time today I could have worked today and they didn't need me they were just like asking like obviously if someone's off sick that's different but like I just didn't have the mental energy because I'm working tomorrow. I was like, I can't do three days in a row. Um, but even if you have the time, I think if you don't have the mental energy, you have to like put a boundary in place and be like, actually, no, I can't do this. But it is really hard because it's this whole people pleasing, isn't it? You want to like, you want to be liked, you want to do well, you want people to like you. And But I think if you spend your life saying yes to everyone, you're going to burn out. Okay, so I recently came out of hospital and I'm struggling to make friends. I only have three weeks left of sixth form before study leave and then I'm having a gap year. But my social anxiety is really bad. I just feel like I can't talk to people like I'm destined to be an outsider. I'm only 17 and I feel like I'm losing the teenage years of my life that are meant to be fun and wild and amazing. Sorry for the rant. Sending love. Okay, there's a lot to unpack here. So we'll go like slowly through it. I think you're panicking. I can sense a bit of panic (laughs) in this message. You are only 17. Like, you have so much of your life left to live. And school... I know at the time and at this moment, you're being like, oh my gosh, like, if I don't make friends now, I'm never going to have any friends or... Like, don't panic. You have so much life left to live and so many people to meet and so many more memories to make. Try not to panic. But I know what you mean, like, it is hard if you feel like you're missing out. Um, I can definitely relate to the teenage years bit of, like, feeling that you were supposed to have this really fun time and you missed out on that. And that is that is a really tough feeling and it really does suck. And maybe use that as, like, motivation to, like, keep yourself well and keep yourself in the community and, like, meeting new people. Um, but please don't panic. Don't panic. You have time this isn't, you know, sixth form isn't, you know, the rest of your life, it doesn't dictate how your life goes, have a bit of faith that it's going to get better, and that you're going to meet new people, and this isn't the end, ending school and leaving school isn't the end of, like, your teenage years, or, you know, your years of having fun and being wild, like what you said, you know, you're early, like, when you turn 18 and 19, 20, that is still, you're still young, and you're still, like, I kind of use that as my teenage years, like just exploring things and like having fun and there's no like age limit. I think sometimes we think, oh, we can only do fun things when we're teenagers. I don't think that's true. I really don't. 
and it's just what society like tells us but you have so much time please don't worry how to stop being such a people pleaser um i kind of touched on this with the work thing i think you have to know what your boundaries are and if like for me my boundaries are if i don't have the mental energy i will not do it i will have to cancel and I think the first time I did that, I was like, felt sick, because I was like, I am upsetting them, I'm like, hurting their feelings, I'm disappointing them, but actually, let's say I went, and I, you know, I went to this social event or something, when I just really wasn't feeling up to it, in a way, that's kind of disrespecting myself, and disrespecting my own peace, and like, mental energy, if that makes sense, and every time you do that, you're saying to yourself, I can't be put first, I always come second you know I don't deserve to have free time I don't deserve to have a break like if you think about it if your friend came to you and said that you would for sure be like yeah take all the time you need so get that we can you know we can reschedule I don't know I think the more I thought of it is more disrespecting myself um the easier it got and I think also if you spend your life just pleasing everyone else you are just going to end up really unhappy and that is just what happens because you spend your life doing what everyone else wants you to do that you forget to listen to yourself and listen to your own emotions listen to your own thoughts and it's sad if you don't listen to yourself because you are the constant in your life like the relationship with you you have with yourself is so so important it is there for you your whole entire life for me that is like the most comforting thing to know is that I have myself always and that will never change and I think the more I thought of it like that the more people pleasing didn't seem important anymore what seemed important was looking after myself and taking care of myself dealing with your emotions around that time of the month I turned so emotional um oh my gosh I (laughs) I get really depressed before my period like really really depressed and also I think a lot of people can relate to this. It's just, you know, I cry at really small things that I probably wouldn't cry. Like, I think... (laughs) This is really embarrassing. But my mum had told me that she was making pie and I literally started crying. And obviously, like, if she told me that now, I wouldn't start crying. But I cried because I just didn't feel like pie. It's like if you've seen those TikToks about, like, when your parents tell you you're having stew or casserole or something. Um, but yeah, I'll just cry at like really silly things and I get quite angry (laughs) when I'm coming up to my period and it just, but the thing is, I think in the moment it feels so intense and it feels so valid. Like you're like, this is so rational, but then after your period, you're like, why was I so upset about that? That's like, it was so small. It didn't matter. Like, I don't even care about that anymore. Like, I don't know why I was so fast, but in the moment it feels so real and like I should feel sad about this like this is the worst thing ever and it is so hard and I I just I feel like boys you just have it so easy like you just don't understand that we have to like cope with all these emotions and all these mood changes and still like function as a normal person like I ugh, it annoys me so much but yeah I find it really really hard I haven't really figured out a way of dealing with them um I to be honest, I'm just there with you on that little emotional roller coaster every month. If you find out, let me know. But I really don't have that many things I can help you with. I, I'm, that's something that I definitely still struggle with now. 
feeling pressured to get everything together in my early 20s. Oh yeah, oh my gosh. Like, oh for sure. Like I, it's when everyone's like, what are you doing after uni? And I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Like I have no idea what I'm doing. Like the m- older I get, the more panicked I get about little things like me not being in a relationship before I get more panicked about that because I'm like oh I'm getting a lot older now it's getting a bit more awkward to talk about and yeah there is just this massive pressure to be like oh you're not 18 anymore you have to have your life together and I just think it's just not true like we're still I still feel 18 even though I'm 21 I still feel feel 18 do you know what I don't think anyone has their shit together that's what I've kind of like realized is literally no one knows what they're doing And the more I tell myself that, I'm like, it's fine. You know, we'll figure it out. I've talked about this in another episode, but like, you know that TikTok where it's like, it's good for the plot. It's good for the plot. Like if things go wrong, you don't have your shit together. It's great for the plot. It makes a great film. Yeah, if it makes you feel any better, I don't have any of my shit together. I opened up to my friend about my eating disorder, but instead of being supportive, she's made me feel really uncomfortable and created a very competitive atmosphere by telling me about her disordered eating thoughts. Advice, please. Yeah, it's it's a difficult one. Um, I've definitely had like a friendship in the past where I had to just stop talking about it because I was just like, it is just too much. Like, I think... I can see both sides I can see like her thinking that it's like maybe from her perspective her sharing it is like relating to you and maybe she doesn't know who else to turn to so she's kind of using you as like she's like oh this person understands I can just tell her everything um but actually I think when you're struggling with eating disorder it is kind of good not to talk about things that you do and like specific things because it is such a competitive illness and you do just like pick up on things that other people are doing and it is just so competitive that it's almost better not to talk about it like you can say oh I'm struggling but maybe just maybe it's a a conversation to have with her and be like hey I know you're not doing this out of like malicious intent or like to be you know give her the benefit of the doubt hopefully she's not doing it to be mean but just say like hey could you not talk about these certain things or your specific numbers and weights and calories and your specific behaviors because I find it quite triggering um I prefer if we just didn't talk about it and I think that could just be like a a conversation to be had or a text you could send that as a text um if you don't want to talk about it in person I just think that is like protecting you and protect like you have to put yourself first in that situation even if you want to you know support her you also have to remember that your recovery comes first and your mental well-being comes first and you are so allowed to put that boundary in place like it's so understandable I would do that one of my friends is so bad at replying but I know it's because of her depression but it's gotten to the point where she only talks to me when she has a problem and not when I would like her support I've talked to her but it's not changed and it's frustrating but I also personally know how difficult it can be to message people when you're depressed that's a hard one because again I can see like both sides um because it is you know you do when you're depressed you do go through phases where replying to people feels like literally so hard but also I think if you feel like this person only comes to you when they need something that doesn't sound like a healthy relationship from my point of view um 
and if you know how it feels and you you know you struggle as well I'm assuming um you might not but if you struggle as well I think again put a boundary in place and just say hey I don't think I can be your support person right now I want to give you support and I think you deserve support but I just can't be that person um I think you're well and you're right to say that um you said that you've talked to her so maybe you've already said that I don't know (laughs) um but it's not changed and it's frustrating um yeah it sounds frustrating I don't want to give you advice because I am worried that I'm going to tell you to do the wrong thing um maybe it's just one of those friendships that you just need a bit of a break from I don't know I would I think I'd tell her about how it's making you feel um and if there's some if it doesn't change then you're well on your right to distance yourself or do what you need to do to protect your own um mental well-being I think that's what I would say I don't know sorry I'm that was a hard one I don't know what I would do in that situation trying not to let other people talking about weight affect you I think it can be so hard in close friendships hearing someone talk about their weight and body negatively especially when trying to stop doing that yourself it's a super hard one to work out yeah so hard um I'm quite lucky in that like my friends at uni and even my friends from home like we don't talk about our bodies or our food um at uni it's not a conversation we really have which is amazing and it's something that I'm really used to so I think when I hear other people talking about it like family friends especially I'm like whoa that's so like strange and I'm just like it does make you feel a bit sad because you're just like oh like I feel sad for them that that's what they think about all the time I think what I did when I was when I was like going through recovery and kind of like you know shifting mindsets from talking about weight and talking about that kind of stuff I I think I said to my friends I said hey can we stop talking about you know calories and food and weight I just don't want to have that conversation I think they respected that and just didn't like it all comes back to just like putting that boundary in place and like not being afraid to say how it's making you feel and how you'd rather you just didn't have those conversations feeling like a bore or a burden to one's extroverted and super social outgoing friends yeah I know what you mean I sometimes feel like I'm not fun enough I'm like oh was I a bit boring like sometimes I'll come back from like seeing a friend and just feel a bit like oh I don't think I was as fun today or if they were in a really like fun bubbly mood and I wasn't I would feel like did they find me boring and I haven't really figured that one out to be honest but I don't think I I can for sure tell you you're not a burden and you're not boring but it is hard to convince yourself I think again take it at face value you know if they want to keep hanging out with you you can't be boring like no one wants to like if I found someone boring which I I don't usually (laughs) but I just wouldn't hang out with them do you know what I mean like just try and take it at face value it is really hard to do because your mind just like overthinks everything but yeah all your friends having relationships and you're the only one who has never been in one yeah I can relate to that it is hard it is especially like I if I'm like around my friend who was in a relationship and they were just so cute together but I just like would find that really like oh like you do just think I really wish I had that and you do just kind of get a bit jealous and you do feel like why can't I have that 
and it is a really hard thing to deal with but I think you know a lot of people say to me I don't know if I would say this to someone else but you know it'll come when you least expect it (laughs) I'm so bored of that phrase but if it helps I'm right there with you it will come when it least expects it our time will come our time will come that's the new phrase our time will come maybe we're just waiting for the best fish in the sea maybe we're just waiting for the goldfish and everyone else is just having the little (laughs) I don't know where I'm going with that analogy (laughs) three of my best friends each have very serious mental health problems but I'm the only person they confide in I try my best to support them and get them to get help but they refuse it's really stressful for me but without me I'm scared that their problems will get worse what do I do okay first of all that sounds really really hard um and stressful and scary and all of those feelings um I have been in a similar situation I think you have to put yourself first you do come first your mental health comes first um and that might feel really harsh and feel really blunt but you have to protect yourself um because if you don't who else is going to protect you it's it's such a hard one because if you feel like their recovery and their yeah their recovery is on you it's like it does feel that's such a heavy weight to carry and I don't think you should have to carry that way I don't think you should I think you know telling them to get help is a really and get support is is a good thing to do but you can't control whether they accept that help or not even if you want them to and you think that them refusing is you then having to take responsibility for their mental health you do not have to take responsibility for their mental health you are not responsible for them recovering or getting better as hard as that is to accept but maybe you need someone to tell you that maybe you just need me to be like hey you know take a step back protect yourself put a boundary in place say hey I I'm feeling really overwhelmed or you know you can just distance yourself you don't even have to explain yourself maybe just take a step back try and give yourself a bit of space to just breathe and have you thought about maybe talking to someone else about how you're feeling and how it's making you feel maybe that would be helpful like talking to a family member or another friend that's not going through anything intense you don't even have to say their names just be like hey I've got this situation um but it sounds really 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 hard I'm sending you lots of love but please remember that you come first and you are not responsible for their recovery I'm scared to be a 20 year old virgin and go to uni and have to tell someone that I may sleep with oh my gosh I literally have this fear all the time all the time like how do you bring it up like oh I have been in this I actually have been in a situation where we are I could tell that something was going to take place and I was like oh my god and then I panicked and I was like I don't think they know that I have no idea what I'm doing (laughs) and I and I just panicked and I left and I got an Uber home but don't do that maybe don't maybe you know breathe through the feelings and all that I don't know it is hard but I have been told by friends I've spoken to it to friends all the time and they say 
it's not that big of a deal. Like, they said that people won't think it's that big of a deal, because it's not. Like, if you think about it, I think a lot of us are in the same boat. So we can't be the only ones. And it shouldn't be that big of a deal. It should just be something... I think if you go about it quite casually, and they respond casually, then that sounds like a great opportunity to lose your virginity. But if they judge you for it, then fuck them. You don't don't have sex with them. They're not the, per, not the person you want to be sharing that intimate experience with. But yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's terrifying. I'm like, oh my god, how are they going to react? But if they're a good person they should be really lovely about it and make you feel really comfortable and I think it is a good thing to say like I'm definitely probably going to say it because otherwise I literally will have no idea (laughs) okay we can't talk about this anymore I'm cringing me out okay um I have a toxic friend I just want to unfollow on everything but I don't want the drama should I mute mute is the best best invention on Instagram I have some people <laughs> that I I either find their content um triggering or like and they're not even doing anything bad. I just like, you know, if I'm not in a good place and I just can't handle that mute, I freaking love it because then, you know, they don't know if you've muted them. You don't see their posts, you don't see their stories. It's amazing. It's literally the best invention ever. I would don't unfollow because I think that can open up. <laughs> I mean, you can, but I feel like that, unless you want to, you know, have that conversation, be prepared for that conversation because they probably are going to know that you unfollowed them. Um, but if you don't want that drama, just mute. That's what I would do. Mute, mute, mute. Freaking love muting. <laughs> I love it. It's amazing. Um, nervous for my girl's holiday this summer as I get very anxious about clubbing. Any advice? <sighs> clubbing. Clubbing is a tricky one. I think, I think, if, so this girl's holiday, I'm assuming it's a bit of a party holiday, but hopefully you can take yourself out for little breaks and, you know, maybe you need some, like, time for some relaxation and rejuvenation maybe make time for that during the holiday just so that you don't get overwhelmed and I think with anxiety it thrives when you're exhausted so maybe really focus on like keeping yourself relaxed and um sleeping well because that will help you ultimately when you go clubbing because you won't feel as like oh my god panicked is there a friend you could talk to this about and say like oh hey I'm a bit nervous about clubbing and stuff that's what I would do I would like talk to someone that I'm going on the holiday with and say that and hopefully they'll be able to like support you and be there for you if you do get a bit anxious in the club or you know you do just have a night where you're like I don't really want to go out maybe you could just stay and watch a film with them or but I think also nerves you do just think the worst case scenario but what happens if you have the best time like think about that you are going to make so many memories and hopefully it's all going to go amazingly and you're going to have such a fun time and if it doesn't you deal with that when it comes like i said it's great for the plot (laughs) okay that is all the questions i'm going to do today because that was quite a long episode we had a range of questions we had some very deep ones and some more light-hearted ones but i i am really nervous about this episode please take my advice with a pinch of salt, maybe don't take it as advice, maybe just take it as like a conversation, a discussion, um, I'm not a professional, 
not GP, I have no training, I'm just a gal in her 20s who has no idea what she's doing with her life. Um, But maybe it's just good to like just hear me discussing it. Anyways, I hope you have a good week. I'm sending you lots of love. We got this and see you in the next episode.